This is the proper animal. This is the All I Eat a Steak podcast. This is Bay with me. I look like this, right? Bay is with me, and she's got her tarot cards out. And she didn't know I was going to start recording, but it's time. It's time. It's go time. Bay has been quarantined with me for the last two days here. Not quarantined, but yeah, quarantined, right? Bayantined. You were told uh, to stay home. Mandatory because of our trip to Thailand, but actually the whole office is home, so she just she's on double secret probation. Actually, is what it was. So her entire office is in home for the next two weeks, like most of Los Angeles for some reason. But she got a special email that says because of your trip, you are punished and you have to stay home for two weeks. And then she was like, "Well, isn't everybody staying home?" And they were like, "Yes." So tell us more about that, Bay. <laughs> I mean, you just said it all right there. How do you? How, how, how do you feel about that, Bay? My feelings are irrelevant to the situation because it is what it is. Honestly, the like, look, if they get, if they call this whole thing off and they're like, you know what, like it's time to go home. I think that's all that means is like, okay, Vanessa, because you went to Thailand, you're mandatory 14 days. And then I don't know after that, like if I get sick, then I'm out. I don't know. So that was the, so as we're leaving for this trip, this trip to Thailand, which was the best trip ever, best week of our lives. Uh, a lot of fear. We had like 10 people drop, not 10. We had like several people drop out or not make it. And then a lot of people trying to talk us out of it right at the very end. Like, not all the time, all the way running up to it. People were like, that's amazing, that's so cool, definitely go. And then right about that time that we were leaving, people got scared. So they were like, you shouldn't go because then the people that didn't come were because, like, they didn't want to have to stay home when they got back from the trip. Like their bosses were like, hey, if you go on this trip, you're gonna have to stay home for 14 days. And then what ended up happening was like everyone had to stay home anyway. Right. So, I mean, like we, we talked about that on the retreat and it was just like my my take on it. My hot take was that when you make strong decisions, you're always rewarded. And when you make weak decisions, it you, it's just like whatever you're running from finds you. And so, you know, the people that made a weak decision and didn't go on the retreat. In my, in my opinion, that was a weak decision. You know, whether or not that's true, we'll see. Um, but th- they actually ended up having to stay home anyways. So here we are in our quarantine. I said I was not going to talk about this uh, for another podcast. We covered it all last podcast. Um, so I wanted to talk about other things today. I've got Bay with me. Let's talk about the retreat. What was the most what was the most happiest thing you did on what was the what was your favorite part of the yoga and meditation and personal development retreat in Thailand last week? For me it's always the people. And just how amazing everyone is willing to show up and just like put it all out there on the table and willing to like work through whatever it is that they're working through and i feel like every time i go on these things i always find something in me that i didn't even know was like needed to be worked on or dealt with and like it just comes up 
and it's always super super cool and like obviously the meditation is key and we didn't even do that much yoga it feels like i feel like we did more boot camp than anything which was amazing every day 6 a.m uh finish it off with a good run on the beach like we trained <laughs> and that's great yeah. bay is amazing everybody loves bay when i have bay on the podcast i'm i know i'm gonna get listens i know i'm gonna get an uptick I loved what Bay said about the people, and that is really Ashley has cultivated this network around her from teaching in Los Angeles yoga that they're just extraordinary people. They're people that were not afraid to come on this retreat. Now, you got to understand, if you plan a retreat to Thailand, this is like a, a bucket list trip. It's been, we've had two of them now, and people have to plan this far in advance. So we, this trip was planned well before anyone even knew what the coronavirus was. We had tickets. We had the place booked. You know, there's a deposit down. We're going. Like, we're, we're going. Like, it's going to take a lot to shake us out. And I think the way Bay and I played it was that we really need to see a sign for us to cancel. And I didn't get any hits at all that we were going to not go like i was guns blazing going the more people got afraid the more i wanted to go that's kind of how i'm wired and the more i wanted to even just like kind of make a statement it was not at all about any type of financial gain or professional gain or loss it was more like we're going and we're not going to let fear dictate our behavior because that's weak it's a weak decision, but I know that Bay had more. Bay had more conflict because she had to go into an office and deal with those people. So you want to speak to that a little bit? Sure. <laughs> um, I mean, no. I, I feel like everyone was cool with it until like a day or two before my trip or our trip, and. And they got me. They got in my head. And I started thinking like, oh, maybe we shouldn't go or maybe I shouldn't go. Um, but, you know, I told I told Brian real quick, like told the proper I told the proper animal. And I mean, yeah, and he was right. Like he kind of just reminded me just not to be scared. And like. I had been planning on, like, I had planned on going and I was so easily manipulated into feeling like I was making the wrong decision. And so I snapped out of it real quick because, because why? Why let other people scare me into something that I had already decided that I was going to do? So. That's amazing. Yeah, so that was kind of like what we were doing. We were signaling, we're believers, and so we were just signaling, like, we're just not going to let people in our heads. But I also want to say to anybody out there, like, it is very challenging to go against the grain. It is very challenging right now to not be scared. Um, I have a lot of compassion. I posted something today on Facebook, and it triggered, like, 50 people. <laughs> like, it just went, it was, people went insane on it. 
uh, it was a great post, I think. But you know, that's kind of what like I, I've I've learned that I um I don't mind doing that. I'm trying to interrupt a pattern, and what I've seen is just in, intense fear mongering, perhaps well intended, and that's totally well intended. I feel like okay. I I I think I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure. I feel like um. They just said it was very well intended, and I'm, I'm saying, I'm not quite sure of that. I don't think it's evil intent, but I feel like people are taking their own fear and putting it on somebody else, or taking their own frustration or anger and putting it on somebody else, and not really thinking about it. So it's like an unconscious act of、um, projection. That I think that I'd like to see more people be aware of that. So I, I'm I'm not letting people off the hook that easy, saying, "Oh well, you meant well." You know, it's not enough now to be to 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 have good intent. It's like we have enough information. We ought to have enough information. There are plenty of opportunities out there. For, people know what they have to do. People know what they have to do with respect to a meditation practice, with respect to some personal development practice, with some some aspect of working on themselves. Like people know that that's possible to do. And you know, I will I will let people off the hook that actually don't even know that is a possible thing. But I'm not even sure who that is. Like who doesn't know that they could, you know? These are the type of people, quite frankly, that say, "Yeah, I really should meditate more, but I don't," or "I really should be doing X, Y. I should go to the gym every day, but I don't." And so、And、it's like, like, I feel like it's a it's it seems to be a very obvious thing when people get triggered, and、um, I don't mind triggering people if it breaks a. If it's a pattern interrupt, I don't mind being the guy. I feel like I'm, I've been chosen in some way to tell the the you know to interrupt the comfortable lie, to tell the uncomfortable truth as far as I see it. And I don't know. I would I would say that the there's all kinds of comfortable lies right now. Um, and a lot of times, the truth is going to make people uncomfortable. And so, I guess in this day and age, everyone is outraged. Everyone is not.、Um, everyone is is very ready to be offended, and I'm okay with offending those people to a certain extent. I'd love to guide them in the right direction, but it's more about making it okay. For the people who are thinking the same thing I am thinking, that there are other people thinking the same thing, and it's okay for them to speak up, or just that they know that they're not crazy, that there is a, there are some things in this world that we're not saying because we don't want to make those people that are easily triggered uncomfortable, and I'm sure you've had that experience at your work、uh, currently right now, and so maybe. Um, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Cool. <laughs> Speak to that, Bay. Tell us your thoughts. I, I mean, no, I think, I think it's great for conversation. I think it's great that you are down to just open up a conversation like that and like be willing to speak up 
and speak your truth and you have very you're very opinionated and it's always on like the opposite side so for me as somebody who usually is a fly on the wall when it comes to like politics and like anything that's controversial i love seeing both sides and i love seeing like the back and forth and and i'm not really like outspoken in that sense but it's like i appreciate you being that voice yeah, so I thank you. That's exactly what I'm. I, I am. So I get to speak. I, I don't. By the way, Beta probably disagrees with more things about my beliefs than than agrees. Um, but what at she, first, at first, but sometimes. sometimes. But what she does believe in is is hearing everybody's opinion because we are in a, to- a very odd time and place where. Um, People are shouted down for, you know, even having like traditional values. Like that's not acceptable to talk about. Um, and so, uh, just free speech and the the willingness to be contrarian, which I'm trained in. So I guess that this we're gonna circle back on one of the other topics we had was was that, like it it was it's almost easy for me when I get a lot of resistance because when I see that as a signal that I might be onto something there that might be closer to the truth um but for most people it's like they don't want any resistance they want everybody to like like their post (laughs) you don't want any negative type of comments or any thumbs downs or any triggering and so what happens is that very lukewarm kind of content is created very lukewarm positions are taken very middle of the road comfortable positions are taken and there's nothing there like there's just for me there's just nothing about that that's interesting to me that kind of group thinky oh everything's going to be okay uh everyone's looking out for your well-being kind of just falsity that i just see very clearly as to not being the case and so with this coronavirus which i said i was not going to talk about we're just going to keep talking about it i guess i'm just going to let go of the idea that we're not going to talk about it uh, I just see a whole a whole lot of questions come up, and it's not I don't know the answers to the questions, but like the comfortable the comfortable lie I believe is that um, that that this thing first of all how did this thing start like how did this thing start do you know how this started no yeah I don't know I don't either it, it seems a little odd like it was like I think the 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 comfortable lie is that it was just like. I don't know, somebody ate a bat or something like that and it like caused some sort of that just seems like totally false. It it the the uncomfortable truth is that this might be a man-made thing. Okay, just to start that off, okay? If it if it is in fact real. And then and then another comfortable lie seems to be that like there's n- there's nothing else going on here. Like it's that's all it is. It's just this uh new strain of virus that came about naturally and that we're just doing our best to fight it and that maybe there's something else going on that we're not seeing and it's just the math isn't working for me on the 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 cases and the deaths and the actual 
learning about false positives and how the test itself is flawed. And so if you create this kind of environment, what's going to happen is you're going to scare the fuck out of people and people are fucking scared. And if they get a little bit sick, they're going to go to the hospital. And so the hospitals are completely overrun right now. So people involved in hospitals are like, this is total pandemic crazy, but how many of those people are actually testing positive? And then how many of those positive tests are false positives if the testing is so brand new? So uh, I just have a lot of questions as to the validity of it. Plus, it's just not hockey sticking like I've seen. We were just there. And we, we're, I'm a firm believer in seeing things with my own eyes. We were just in Asia. You know, we were at multiple airports, airport in Bangkok, two times in Hong Kong, airports at Koi Samui. We, had, we were tested like there with the, the temperature tests, not in the U.S., but everywhere else we were temperature tested. And it's just like, you know, but when we first went, the first, uh, our first time in Hong Kong and when we first arrived, it was pretty serious and somber and the airport was empty. And then like a week later, it was like people were just laughing. Like it was like not like it was like back to normal. And I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I just, I saw no evidence. I saw no firsthand evidence of this thing. Um, but I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I know there's all, all kinds of deaths in, in Europe. Uh, I just don't, don't see the numbers increasing in that hockey stick that, we, that we've been told is going to happen. Especially if, my, and another question I have is, the quarantine's just started in the U.S. So wouldn't we be, if, if it was really exploding, right, wouldn't we be seeing like massive amounts of new cases every day? It just doesn't seem to be the case. It's like a few. It's like a handful of cases every day. That's not hockey stick growth. Um, well, I just saw something that was like, oh well, because we're quarantined, because companies are making their people stay at home, the numbers aren't growing. That, so like we're actually making a difference. Yeah, but that, that's 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 problematic. That's like a comfortable lie because this is just okay. I was just outside in. <laughs> I mean, I've, just, I've been here for the last two days. People aren't quarantining themselves. But, I mean, just put, putting that aside, if it was only for a day or two, it wouldn't matter. We'd be seeing stuff happen all week from people that went to the LA Marathon or, or, or like, or like, there were or, or there were forum concerts or like there, there was like, you know, thousands of people at Costco. There are thousands of people at every grocery store. So we'd still be seeing cases and it would still be exploding upward. Now, doesn't mean that won't happen tomorrow. Um, but if we if if, the, if we don't see that hockey stick type of growth in the next couple of week weeks, I will I will be even more. I'm never sure of anything, but I'll be more sure this is like a totally fake news thing. Um, and that's going to be the button that we put on this because I just don't want to give it any more energy. It's already taken up too much of my time, too much of Bay's time. It still bothers Bay. But what I, I guess the, the point that I want to, I, I do a lot of circles here, but I try to land the plane on each circle. And that's if you're, it's okay if people are in your head because the, it's really loud. It's really loud out there. And if you have to be around work coworkers, uh, and if you, if you want to spend any time at all on the internet, which I'm very much questioning now, I'm very much questioning 
you know, maybe putting on hiatus my Gary Vee model of creating all this content because it's just not making me feel very well. I don't really, I don't necessarily want to explain myself to people on Facebook. Um, and so it's just taking up a little bit too much of my time. I don't mind triggering people, but I, I feel like if someone kind of like yells at me, I have to say, hey, okay, just, you know, n- not that your, your emotional answer is belying what you're trying to say, but uh, just to be like, hey, look, I actually do believe in the precautionary principle. I actually am quarantining myself because I have to, because nothing's open. Um, and that, but if you are, if you are scared, it's okay. Totally care. Cool. But just know that you, you want to start learning to manage that and you, and you want to start making decisions that are going to make you less scared, which is one would probably be to very much limit your internet time to the, to the minimum, minimum dose. Another thing might be to like, listen to more people like me that are giving you another perspective on this, that it's just like, it just is not adding up. This entire thing is not adding up. And that um, you can meditate, you can have a, I mean, I said it, it's, it's, it's three things. It's belief in a higher power. If you believe in a higher power in a real way, then you know that there's a plan for you. And if you know there's a plan for you, you know it's good, right? And we said that when we went. Both Vanessa and I said that because we believe in a higher power and, and we knew there was nothing telling us to not go and everything telling us to go. And what we knew when we said it, and it, it sounds quite bold, but I think we both actually meant it was even if we, we were to, to get this, whether it's real or not, thing and get sick and die, that was what we're supposed to do. And that sounds insane and crazy, but that's still how I feel right now. And as crazy as insane as that might sound to you, if you can do it as a thought exercise, it will actually make you feel better. Totally. Because like, let's say we didn't go and we still, like fate has it already that we're supposed to get it. So live our lives, you know, like do what we're supposed to do, do what we're planned to do. And nothing can go, everything will go as planned. Yeah, there's a plan for you. It's good. And what's meant to be is meant to be. And this is not just Christianity. This is Stoicism. This is all the great teachings say the the same thing. And it's like, yes, take precaution. You know, love thy neighbor. I think for me, taking precaution is just loving thy neighbor. I realize people are fucking scared and irrational and out of control. And so maybe if I say that I'm quarantining, I don't know, it'll make people feel better and be less scared. I don't know about that, but, uh, you know, that's that. I mean, I'm taking that approach, uh, even though, like, I'm going out for long runs every day. And if I could go to a party, I would. And if I could do all that kind of stuff, I would. Um, but nothing's open in LA, but it's crazy because everyone is outside. Everyone was outside today. I went out for two runs. I saw more people outside on a, you know, a Tuesday afternoon while everyone's home than, 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 than you would expect. But I saw cars everywhere too. And I'm like, where's all, where are all these people going? Because nothing's open. So, um, there it is. That's what, that's what. I think that this podcast will be about. It's like, there's a plan for you. It's going to be with babe. Everyone's going to love it. Um, she wants me to pick a card. I want to just say one more thing about the retreat while I have her here is that I think an interesting thing that Ashley and I have done, and it is the people and it's the people that she attracts by teaching yoga, but it's because she brings a certain level of something extra to her yoga class that she has that type of audience. And then as a very young woman, she's got probably one of the most successful yoga teachers in LA 
is that we do all kinds of other things and what we're really what we really want is your growth and what we learned kind of by accident was that the David Goggins type of physicality is what actually helps people the most so yes we have meditation yes we have yoga but what Bay said was we really had boot camp and we had this incredible trainer Shaq who is still over there and he's going to be quarantined at Gloveworks he's like this badass big boxing ripped motherfucker and he will kick he's like the best trainer in the world and so we ran through that training every morning at 6am non-negotiable and that's how we started every day and then after that training we would do a meditation which I led and like it, it really didn't even matter after that what happened because we worked so hard from six to seven and then we had a touch of mindfulness for a few minutes at the end and then all the group work we were highly scheduled whatever yoga activity whatever outside activity we had was like icing on the cake because we were in such a great state from pushing ourselves getting uncomfortable paying our costs up front and just like and, and just getting after it Jocko style every day and so that's how we're going to run most of our retreats going forward. Um, that's a unique package because we do this personal development stuff that's a lot like Tony Robbins. In fact, our trainer was Tony Robbins' top trainer. So we have all that, those type of personal development tools, plus stoicism, plus a bunch of other things that we each bring, plus all the things that the people at the retreat, because they're all good at what they do or great. And it's like a very, very special experience And so, and, and unlike anything I've ever experienced before, do you just want to talk a little bit about the retreat before we pull the, pull the card a little more? No, you're good? Okay. Well, I think you said it all. okay. Bay, but before we go, do you want to say anything to anyone or anyone in particular or just the world and the All Aid is Steak podcast? I think everyone needs some beef liver in their life right now, especially me right now. I can feel it. My body wants it. <laughs> I tell you what. You know, we, we, we did our best to, to be strict over there, but we had both had moments where we were not. Um, so it, we're super, super happy to be back home eating beef liver every day. We're going to get beef liver, base and beef liver now. She wants me to pull a tarot card, but this is the proper animal. This is the All I Eat a Steak podcast. You all have a wonderful evening out.